SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid, and an edition that we haven't had in a long time. Welcome back, Major League Baseball. Today is opening day here on July the 23rd, 2020. In the most bizarre year of our lives, we finally get one of the four major sports back, and go figure, it ends up being uh, Major League Baseball. I am Craig Mish. It is great to be with you here on the show, and it is actually really great to be with you here on the show today. We have so much to cover here on the program. Of course, we're going to preview the season. Bernie Pleskoff, former MLB scout, is going to be with us. He's got a couple of last-minute fantasy sleepers to potentially dive into. We'll go through some of the latest news and notes in baseball. There are a ton of roster moves happening, players being waived, players going on the injured list, and this is all affecting fantasy teams, affecting reality, it's affecting gambling too. So, of course, we'll cover it for you here on the show. And my co-host, of course, as always, Joe Pizzapia, joining me now. And Joe, happy opening day to you. I am uh, I am thrilled that we have it here. We have baseball finally back. It was a long road, and it was four months ago, almost to the day, that uh, Joe Ranieri and I were sitting in uh, Jupiter, Florida, sitting at a spring training game, just kind of sitting around, having a good time, and broadcasting here on SportsGrid uh, for the Marlins-Yankees game. And we have not had a game since, but we will have games tonight. Good afternoon. We will. Good afternoon to you, Craig Mission. Happy opening day to everybody out there. Yes, it's finally here. Can you believe it? It's been a long journey Uh, I feel like we're simultaneously out of breath from running a race and yet at the same time at the starting line, Craig. Do you kind of have that same feeling I do? I'm just so happy to have uh, baseball back. I I don't I I mean, I feel like if it was a race, it was a crawl, man. Like the last four months have been really, really tough. And I would say that from a career broadcasting perspective, and I've been at this now for I, I feel like almost 20, 25 years, I would say the last four months were absolutely the toughest that I've ever had. I mean, it's, it's, it, it has not even been close. And the job that we have tried to put on for you here and the entertainment that we have tried to put on for you here at SportsGrid with essentially no sports for three months and then limited sports for the last month, this is like a holiday, I think, today for us here having this and, and, and having – I love golf and I love NASCAR. We're going to talk NASCAR later in the show. We've talked golf here on the show, but they are no replacement for basketball, baseball, football, and hockey, I don't think. And so uh, I'm thrilled to have it back here on the show today, and I'm thrilled that we can talk about it today, and we'll have previews of the two games coming up uh, tonight a little bit later, another little bit of a surprise move here for – the Los Angeles Dodgers, who prefer to have their best players in the minors for whatever reason to start the season. So anyway, on that note, let's get to the top headlines of the day. And Joe, let's uh, run through everything that's happening in baseball right now as it stands. Mookie Betts yesterday, of course, signs a 12-year, $365 million extension with the Dodgers, the favorite to win the NL, probably my pick to win the World Series. I guess I have to give it today, so I'll pick the Dodgers. 
And and the, the Dodgers simply cash in on arguably the number one free agent in the offseason. He's not going to be one anymore. The Toronto Blue Jays, as of yesterday when we were doing the show, they were playing in Pittsburgh 24 hours later. They still have no place to play. They are fortunate to be on the road here a little bit at the beginning. They'll get this worked out. I don't know where the Blue Jays are going to play this season, but they will play, and certainly they are up against it more than any team in baseball not having any home games this year. Forget about fans. They don't even have a home. Marcus Stroman, one of my pitchers on my fantasy team, my fifth starter, is no longer, and who knows, for the season. This could be the end. Placed on the injured list by the New York Mets, a serious issue with his calf. And and going to miss a start or two or three or four. It's the Mets. It's probably five years. <laughs> Anthony Rendon is going to miss a couple of games. And, and again, the couple of games are in air quotes. Rendon has yet to be placed on the injured list. Folks, if you're following baseball for the first time, let me tell you how this works. Uh, Rendon works out on a field on the side while the team is playing in major league games. If he is not better in the next 24 hours, he's going on the injured list. So if you're having to start your lineups for this week, I, I think you've got to put him down. Uh, yesterday, Austin Riley uh, hit two home runs, was announced after the game. He is the starting third baseman for the Braves. It should not come as a huge surprise based on the success that Riley had last year at the beginning of the season. And as we welcome in our radio audience and discussing all the top headlines in sports, it's very important to note that Riley was a guy that was somewhat in question going into spring training because, look, Aquino and other players have been optioned to the minors. Gavin Lux, too. So Riley could have been one of those guys. He is not. He's a starting third baseman. And then as if the story couldn't get any worse for the Orioles going into the year, John Means was placed on the 10-day injured list, Joe. And his replacement is Ami Malone going into the fantasy season. So... That's where we'll start off with today. I got a lot more to get to, but we can start there. Oh, boy, a lot to unpack here, so let's do it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's start with the fact that Tommy Malone is the best that the Orioles can come up with. I would be hammering the under on the Orioles. Same with the Mets, with Marcus Stroman. Uh, Look, you're right. I wish you weren't right sometimes, but you're right about this one. It's the Mets, so anything that could possibly happen wrong will happen. Uh, it's Murphy's Law or Mets Law. Either one is perfectly fine and it should be troublesome because calf issues can certainly linger and sometimes when you force them back, it can get worse a la Josh Donaldson a few years ago so keep a good eye on that because remember how much time Donaldson missed and then he tried to rush it back and then it got worse. It was a bad scene there. Oh, poor Orioles, poor Mets, uh, and poor Blue Jays. Nowhere to play. I mean, this seems kind of crazy. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they do know the season starts today, right? Like, there's there's still no update yet. Hopefully, by the end of the show today in the afternoon, the Blue Jays will have a place to play. But Craig, there's a whole lot going on, and I would be very concerned about Rendon as well. That's another issue, man. When you're talking about the guys with the obliques or the side issues, those tend to be really tricky, dangerous things too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Baseball is back, but there's certainly a lot of crazy things going on right up until the day. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to 
fantasy sports today as we're ready for opening day, which is tonight. We got some big games to discuss, but nobody better to talk baseball than our good friend Bernie Pleskoff, a former scout in the big leagues for over three decades and now writes for Forbes.com. He's going to share his thoughts with us on all things baseball. Hey, Bernie, it's great to see you and great to catch up with you. It is so good to be with you, Craig. Thank you so much for ha- having me with you. I appreciate it. Oh, I've been reading all of your columns on Forbes, and certainly I guess we could just kind of take it back, Bernie, from the point where you had your fantasy sleepers and all of your team picked out in March. Where is that on the eve tonight of opening day here on Thursday night? How much have you changed? Well, I've changed a lot, and I think uh, you're going to see these 30-man rosters, they're going to be playing. You know, anybody you put on your fantasy team might be getting at bats and innings because this is unprecedented. And I don't think we've ever seen an exciting season like this. Every game is is worth two, Craig. It really is. When you look at it, if you get off to a hot start, then, you know, everybody's going to be chasing your tail. Nobody's going to be out of it. So I'm excited. I've got some sleepers picked out I want to share with you if you're interested in hearing them. So I think it's going to be a great year. All right. So look, I know know that you always have your your, uh, ear to the grindstone, so to speak, and you're always on top of teams. In particular, I I know that you're in uh, Arizona, so the Diamondbacks are a team you follow, and I know you follow the Cleveland Indians for many years as well. That was one of your teams to the heart. Uh, Are any of these potential sleepers for this 60-game sprint on those teams, or or where would we find them this year? Well, no, those are are pretty well-known players. I'm looking at a guy that I think is going to be a major player for the Cardinals, and, and that's Kim, who is going to, I think, be their closer. Nobody's talking about this guy. I saw him in spring training in Fort Myers, pitching uh, for the Cardinals on the road. Uh, Wang Yun Kim. Yes, Wang Yun Kim. Yeah, Wang Yun Kim. This is a guy who has tremendous control. Pitched in Korea. I had him as a sleeper back in March. Now I think he's going to get the ball in in the ninth inning. And I think if you're going to pick up a guy now, that's a guy to get. I I also like Daniel Hudson. Nobody's talking about Daniel Hudson. I think he's going to get plenty of saves in Washington. Here's the thing that I'm thinking. When you play 11, 12 games in a row, there's not going to be one closer. There's not going to be one setup man. They're going to go through an awful lot of guys in the back end of the bullpen. So I'm looking for the guy that when you look at, uh, you know, roster resource, it says set up. That's my guy because I think they're going to be getting lots of innings. Yeah, no, and, and we're always looking for those potential saves. I have Kim in every fantasy league. Good uh, for you. I do, I do, but as a starter. So do I. So, uh, he's <laughs> I not going to be, yeah, I think he's going to be in the pen. Yeah, no, it, it looks that way. And the thing that I love about him, Bernie, I've said this on every show that I've been on, uh, if this guy eventually is a starter, you're going to be in and out of that ballpark in two hours. This guy catches it, and he throws it, and he catches it, and he throws That's it. And, there's right. no way, and, yeah. and, it's, and the batters, have he makes them uncomfortable. You constantly have to st- uh, step out of the box on him for sure. Um, Bernie, I, I saw a, a story yesterday that I wanted to ask you about. And, and certainly he has spring training out in Arizona. I'm familiar with him from the University of Florida. But, Bernie, I could have never projected that Brady Singer 
who was the first round pick of the Royals a couple of years ago, has made their rotation and is going to end up starting the second game of the season for them. I mean, you've been a scout uh, for a long time and, and overseeing baseball a long time in the big leagues. Do you think the Royals are making the right decision here as desperate as they are for starting pitching? Is it the right call? That's exactly why they're doing it. In my opinion, they want to see what they have. They want to look at these guys and say, Brady Singer is in our 2021 future. This might be a throwaway season for a team like Kansas City. I've seen this guy. has got a live arm. I really like his mound presence. What do they have to lose? They are not going to win the Central this year. Why not take this time to sit back and look at this guy every five days, see what he's got against the best hitters in baseball, and then you can evaluate him at the end of this shortened 2020 season and say, look, this is a guy we want in the 2021 rotation. And I think that's what teams like that, like, like the Royals, and there are some others, the Pirates, you know who they are. They're going to look at guys. And one of the guys, Richard Rodriguez for the for the Pirates, I think he's going to take over the closer role. Mm. I, I don't think you're going to see Crick in the, in the ninth inning because he can't throw strikes. So if I'm the Pirates, I look at a guy like Rodriguez and I say, why not? Why not see what he's got? So that that's what this season is, why this season is different, Craig, because you're going to see a lot of players you're not used to seeing. Yeah, no, for sure. You can follow Bernie Pleskoff on Twitter at Bernie Pleskoff and catch all of his work. Make sure you read it at Forbes.com. Gives you really good insight on the players that nobody else delivers. Bernie's been a Major League Baseball scout for many, many years. Uh, in terms of fantasy, Bernie, you know, you mentioned the pirate situation, and that's that's a yeah. good one. Probably anecdotal, but it's a good one to, to sort of throw in the question as far as fantasy is concerned, because we have so many guys who have this designation of we don't know what's wrong with them and they're on the injured list. We all know that they've tested positive, but they can't say it. Right. Uh, how, how has that changed strategy for fantasy this year? Because most most people have probably already had their draft. They're heading into the season. Should they be immediately seeing which players test positive and then going out on their free agent budget, spending all their money on the backup? Because if we would have done that, we would have been burned. Freddie Freeman came back pretty quick. I'm not really sure, sure which way to go with right. this. You just hit it. It's not that they tested positive. It's when they tested positive. If a guy is out now, it's electricity. I'm not going to touch him because he still has 14 days to sit out. If he was out 14 days ago, like Freeman was, and he was really sick, as we know. So his strength is probably sapped a little, but he's back out on the field. You, you look at like a, a guy like LeMayhew. Uh, what do you do with a guy like that? He just came back yesterday or the day before. So I still want to LeMahieu, but I'm deeper into Freeman than I am on a guy that's still out there and we don't know much about. Yeah. So it's when he tested positive and how he has returned. So yeah. th that's a big factor. But I think it's the lesser known guys, uh, a, a Brian Reynolds, for example, or a Josh Bell on a team like Pittsburgh, you know, they're not going to see a lot of pitches because pitchers are going to work around their two best hitters. You know, I'm not, I'll throw to Colin Moran, but when I see Reynolds or Bell, I'm going to be a little bit more careful. That said, they're going to still score runs. They're going to still drive in runs on that club. Those are the two guys I want. All right, so keep an eye uh, out on that. On the Pirates, Bernie likes those two. Absolutely. And, and certainly gave you a couple sleepers here on the show. Uh, Bernie, we got a couple of minutes to go. 
so before we go, I would ask you this. Uh, what are you going to be opining about over at Forbes.com that we can read you about soon? Well, on Thursday this morning, I wrote an article about a new idea I have for Major League Baseball. I don't like gimmicks, Craig. I don't like changing the rules. Here's my new rule, that a Major League pitcher is limited to throwing over to first base twice. Mm. If he throws over a third time, the guy gets the base. Why? I want to improve the pace of play. I want to add more action. I want to see more stolen base attempts. I want to see more stolen bases. So you want to quicken the game? Get rid of that awful five, six, seven times throwing over. I list the statistics of how many guys are caught. It's very minimal. You know, you throw over the third time, the guy gets the next base. I hate gimmicks, but if I want to, you know, bring up the pace of, the, of play, change the game, that's how I do it. Yeah, that's a great point. So, folks, make sure you go over to Bernie's Twitter handle, at Bernie Pleskoff. And click on his link over at Forbes.com talking about that. And by the way, I think that is a great idea. It is Thank so you. annoying. I mean, look, even if they were to do it three times, it would be okay. But you are right, Bernie. Some of these pitchers just get it in their mind that they are not going to let it go. Not to mention, it doesn't even count when they throw over, throw over, throw over, and yeah, then they throw correct. a pitch out. Then they throw a pitch out, and they've wasted, enough, they've wasted our time again there. Eight, not nine a, minutes. Eight, nine minutes. Unbelievable. That's so enough. check out Bernie's article. You can learn more about that. Bernie, thank you so much. It's great to catch up with you. Thank Thanks you for so coming much. on Sports Grid. We'll catch up again soon, okay? Good to be with you. Take care. All right. Thanks again. Uh, Bernie Pleskoff joining us here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. We got plenty more to come here on the show as we dive much deeper into the opening of the 2020 baseball season and fantasy baseball season. Also, don't forget a little fantasy or reality coming up a little bit later in the show. Don't go away. Joe Pizzapia and Craig Mish here on Fantasy Sports Today. And we're back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Looks like we made it opening day 2020 for Major League Baseball. Whether we see the end of the season, well, that's still yet to be determined. Yankees and Nationals will kick it off if Mother Nature cooperates. Right now, an 80% chance of rain in Washington, D.C. for opening night. We do have San Francisco visiting Los Angeles. Giants versus the Dodgers. Johnny Cueto on the mound for SF. Clayton Kershaw. For LA, currently FanDuel Sportsbook has the Dodgers as a minus 310 money line favorite. According to multiple reports on Wednesday night, Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association were having a 11th hour discussion about expanding the 2020 playoffs from 10 teams to 16. The Dodgers announced on Wednesday that they and Mookie Betts had agreed to a contract extension. Terms were not announced, according to Jeff Passan over at ESPN. It's a 12-year, $365 million extension that will keep the former American League MVP from reaching free agency this winter. Combined with the one-year, $27 million contract he's currently playing out, Betts' total comes to 13 years, $392 million. The deal tops the previous extension record of $360 million signed by Mike Trout and includes a record $65 million signing bonus. NBA exhibition games hit our live streams and televisions for the first time since the spring on Wednesday. We saw a phenomenal output 
from rookie Bulbul of the Denver Nuggets in the exhibition game. He had 16 points, 10 boards, two three-pointers, one assist, and six blocks over 32 minutes. Pacers forward Demonis Sabonis said he hasn't touched a basketball in six days. Does not currently have a timetable for his return. He's dealing with plantar fasciitis. In the NHL, Seattle's NHL franchise should be releasing their team name at some point this morning. A teaser trailer released Wednesday night did prime hockey fans for a big announcement coming today. And in a not-so-surprising story out of the National Football League, or potentially someday again out of the National Football League, Antonio Brown indicated that he would like to play in the NFL again. This was two days ago that he announced his retirement for a third time over the past year. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All right, thanks very much, Dan, and welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid as we get ready to talk about some of today's birthdays in fantasy sports and also this day in fantasy sports history. And before we do that, Joe, um, Actually, there is an announcement here by the NHL as the Seattle Kraken is the name of their new franchise. Really good hype video that I saw while uh, Dan was talking there during our little break here. And so how do you feel about the Seattle Kraken in the NHL? I love it. Let's release the Kraken. It sounds awesome. I mean, it's just like the sea monster with all these heads and arms or tentacles or whatever the hell it is. I like it. This is good. It sounds tough. It's a Kraken. You know, it's like the same sound that when you put the stick to the puck, I feel like it makes. So uh, I am all for this. This is a good name for a team. Let this inspire other teams to have some better names out there as you're creating new franchises or even renaming some. That is true, and we will have news on that as well with the Washington football team making an announcement also today. We'll tease that for you. We'll leave that for a little bit later in the show. They do not have a new name, by the way. I don't want to tease you and and pretend like there's something huge coming because there isn't, but we will have that update in just a little bit. All right, so today is the 23rd of July, and of course it is time for us to discuss this day in fantasy sports history in this day in fantasy sports birthdays, and in one year from now, we will always remember this was the return of baseball opening day. But let's go back in the past, Joe, and let's start off. In 1962, Jackie Robinson becomes the first African-American player into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. 1985, Oda B. McDowell, who lives in Hollywood, Florida, a couple miles from me, a first Texas Ranger to hit for the cycle. And if you collected baseball cards in the 1980s and you did not get an Oda B. McDowell card, you did not buy enough packs, that's for sure. In the year 2000, <laughs> Tiger Woods completes a career grand slam at 24 years old. This is the heyday of Tiger Woods back in 2000. 2009, a very underrated pitcher in the big leagues for a long period of time with the White Sox and the Blue Jays and a cup of coffee with the Marlins. Mark Burley throws the 18th perfect game in MLB history. Man, every fifth day, Mark Burley took that ball. He was never your ace. He was never your fantasy ace, but certainly he was really good for over a decade. And then in 2011, just a couple of years later, Justin Upton and Miguel Montero drive in 11 runs between the two players, which is certainly rare considering that happened with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Montero, a former catcher. Justin Upton still kicking in the big leagues here with the Los Angeles Angels, Joe. And so that's what we got in this day in fantasy sports history. 
They have some good ones in there. I remember watching that Mark Burley perfect game as it uh, unfolded and that incredible catch out there. And I can't remember for the life of me who made that catch. I don't know if you do. That basically saved that moment, saved that game for him. Uh, Also a huge day here, obviously, for African-Americans in baseball here with uh, Jackie Robinson going in the Hall of Fame. And uh, we are at an all-time low in terms of percentage of players uh, since the color line's been broken, basically, of how many African-American players we have in Major League Baseball. And I think that needs to change. I really do. Uh, the RBI program is great. I don't think there's enough of it. I don't think there's enough of going into some of these other communities and bringing the game out there. Because let's face it, baseball is an expensive game to play. Uh, you know, you, you need bats, you need gloves, you need space. Uh, you need a lot of things here. Uh, and um, unfortunately, there's a lot of competition as well now. So I would like to see uh, that turn around quite a bit. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can get that as well. Uh, but uh, looking at some of the other names on this list, too, Odeby McDowell is a guy that I have not thought of in a very long time. And you could not be more right. I mean, how many doubles of Odeby McDowell 87 tops can we possibly have, Craig? I mean, there, <laughs> there was a whole lot of Odeby McDowell in terms of duplicates. But uh, do you uh, remember the name of the guy who saved the, the, the Mark Burley perfect game? I'm, I was thinking about it while you were talking, and I'm going to guess it was Dwayne Wise, but I'm not 100% sure I on think that. That's right. I think Dwayne Wise was – I keep I kept wanting to say Ray Durham in my head, but I knew it wasn't Ray Durham. Uh, but, yes, Dwayne, Dwayne Wise. Well done, Craig Mish. Well done, my friend. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah. by the year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, like there, there's some really good stuff on this list today. And uh, just looking at it also, I mean, let's not forget Tiger Woods, too. I mean, right up until around that 2000, I mean, was there any athlete besides Michael Jordan that really encapsulated a sport and really brought it to the masses? I always think that – in a way, Tiger Woods is even more impressive in terms of what he did for his sport because basketball was still very popular. Magic, Bird, all these guys. Absolutely. NBA was doing pretty well. Jordan brought it to the next level. But I feel like one thing that Tiger Woods did was brought golf to the masses. There were people who were sports fans, casual sports fans, never watched golf. Well, all of a sudden, we're watching golf. And I think that is a very important thing that we kind of get lost in the, uh, in the shuffle of all the other things that happened post-2000 to Tiger Woods. Yeah, and, and I and it's interesting that the way that I see it now, and you're absolutely right because look, golf was always popular, but when Tiger Woods plays, everybody watches. It was mainstream. and the one thing that has that has changed all of sports right now is actually what we do here. It's gambling. It's like now it's you don't even really need a transcendent player anymore in any of the sports. You just need to be <laughs> able to wager on it, and people are going to be interested in it, and that's a new dynamic for sports. And so. Um, you know, I think that that happens everywhere, and certainly it'll happen as the baseball season begins a little bit later tonight. All right, let's go into our birthdays today, and this day in our fantasy sports birthdays for July the 23rd. We'll start off with the departed Pee Wee Reese, born in 1918. I don't think anybody ever will have the nickname Pee Wee ever again, but Pee Wee Reese definitely made it famous back when he was with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And speaking of the Dodgers, 1936, Don Drysdale, who has also passed away, a former Cy Young Award winner, and uh, and also had the streak for the longest shutout innings in the history of baseball until it was broken by another Los Angeles Dodger and Oral Hershiser. 1968 Hall of Famer, the glove, Gary Payton, one of the more underrated players, in my opinion, in the NBA as well, ended up winning a championship with the Miami Heat. 1973, Nomar Garcia Parra, former Rookie of the Year in Major League Baseball, a very good career with the Boston Red Sox and then later on with the Cubs and Los Angeles Dodgers. 
1984, Brandon Roy, when Brandon Roy was drafted after his first two years, I thought there was no question this guy was going to be uh, an NBA Hall of Famer. And then he just had lower leg injuries that completely derailed his career. Uh, one One of the most talented players, I would say, uh, at the time that he was taken, going back about 10 years ago. And unfortunately, uh, his career didn't go the way he wanted to. DeAndre Ayton, great college player. And uh, and I think one of the most up-and-coming, underrated players in the NBA as well. Development has not been maybe as fast as some people would have wanted it to be in his first year, but I still think that he's going to be a star in the NBA. And so that's what we got for our fantasy sports birthdays for today. Yeah, pretty good list there. You got uh, two all-time great Dodgers and a all-time not-so-great Dodger. Uh, but Don Drysdale certainly one of the most intimidating pitchers you'll ever find. Uh, just, you know, big dude, threw hard, wasn't afraid to knock you down or hit you. Uh, you don't see a lot of that anymore in Major League Baseball. The intimidation factor is long gone away. And uh, I'm sorry to say it's probably not coming back. Pitching inside is a lost art form. And then you've got Pee Wee Reese's birthday, which is really amazing because you're connecting kind of the the day in fantasy sports to Pee Wee Reese's birthday. So Jackie Robinson gets in the Hall of Fame on the same day as Pee Wee Reese's birthday. And those two are really connected. And if you don't know why, it's because of that very important moment where Pee Wee Reese literally put his arm around Jackie Robinson during a, a very difficult moment there on the field and basically signaled, hey, this is my teammate. This is my guy, and it was not just an important baseball moment. It was an important American moment here uh, in terms of civil rights and in terms of equality, in terms of moving the ball forward there. So it's kind of amazing that these two always seem to be connected in some sort of weird cosmic way. Uh, Nomar Garcia, obviously a great Red Sox. You know, I kind of make the joke there at the end of the Dodgers, but it is sad because it was such an incredible career. It was so red hot there with Boston, and then after that trade, with the Cubs and Dodgers, it just it just never was the same, unfortunately, Craig, for Nomar. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. And going back to Jackie Robinson, it is crazy that that is a transcendent moment in sports, that we have to go back to that. And so unfortunate with all of the racism that was going on in this country to just consider a guy putting his hand on his arm on somebody else. In fact, there's actually another moment there where um, there was a player on the Brooklyn Dodgers also uh, before Pee Wee Reese put his arm around him, named George Shuba. His nickname was Shotgun, George Shotgun Shuba. And he was the first to shake Jackie Robinson's hand after a home run, and they called that the handshake heard around the world, like kind of like the shot heard around the world. I know this goes really far back. It is probably irrelevant to the conversation, but I thought I would bring it up. So. No, it's a good one. And look, Gary Payton, not to be lost on this list, too. Happy birthday to Gary Payton. Uh, Just a terrific player who played in what I consider the golden age of the NBA, man. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that era from about 1984, where you still had Magic and Bird, and you still went all the way through there into the the early 2000s. Like that, you know, 20-year period is just, it doesn't get much better than that. And I'm excited for NBA to come back as well. I am going to be all in. I told you on the playoffs for the NBA, uh, which is new for me because, look, I've been out of basketball, so much NFL, so much MLB. Like, I just, my brain can only hold so much information. But... Luckily, in the last few months, I've had a break, so now I feel refreshed, so now I can take some more of that in, so I'm looking forward to uh, a little NBA. How about you, Craig? Yeah, and, and there are uh, three more exhibition games today. In fact, there's one coming up in about an hour and a half. There's two coming up uh, in about an hour and a half from now, and then there are a couple tonight. Saw a couple of them yesterday. We'll actually have a little bit of a story on that coming up a little bit later in the show when we take care of fantasy or reality. But, of course, today is opening day in Major League Baseball. And so you know that we're going to cover that here on this show. we got a lot to get to on that. In fact, what would opening day be 
without arguably one of the most legendary broadcasters in the history of Major League Baseball. I know it has nothing to do with fantasy, and it really doesn't even apply to this sort of show, a sports grid, fantasy, gambling. But I got to tell you, yesterday, as I was preparing for our show today, and the one great thing about uh, Sports Grid being credentialed for baseball is that we have the ability to pull some of these Zoom audio clips that have been going on because, again, there's no TV cameras covering these games right now until tonight. Uh, Bob Euchre is entering, I believe, his 50th year doing Brewers broadcast this year. 5-0, 50th year doing broadcasts. And he is doing the games this year on TV and radio. He's going to Milwaukee to do all the games in the park, wherever the Brewers are, he'll still be in Milwaukee doing those games. So coming up, we'll have a little bit of a clip of some of the discussions that Bob Euchre talked about with the opening season and preview the Yankees and Nationals next here on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia, as we get into opening night of Major League Baseball. And it's really interesting, during the pandemic, a lot of us have been unable to go to the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, in New Jersey and broadcast live from there, which is what we normally did. And now the Toronto Blue Jays sort of feel like, uh, you know, they have no home as well, but for different reasons. And it's being reported that the Baltimore Orioles may end up hosting them. I'm not going to go too far with this because here I was yesterday thinking it was going to be Pittsburgh. And now it's going to be Baltimore. But again, that is part of the latest report that is going on right now. Uh, Also, a couple of quick news and notes. Uh, Dustin May uh, sent to the alternate training camp site by the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know that May is supposed to be a big factor with L.A. this year, but very similar to Gavin Lux. Joe, at this point, the Dodgers are just so sacked with players that they don't even need these guys for a week or two. They you know, honestly have a pretty soft schedule as well. And so the regular season for L.A. is, is more, I think, of a tune-up for the postseason. So no Lux to start the season for L.A. and no Dustin May. I think both probably come as a surprise. Yeah, I think the May one is less of a surprise because he had been dealing with an injury previously. So maybe it's just a matter of let's just be safe with this guy. Let's really be able to limit him and let's put him under innings that aren't stressful innings. And I think we know the difference between those, you know, laborious innings at the major league level are very different than what you might get uh, in the minor league level or in these little inner squad games that are going on while major league baseball is happening. Lux was the big surprise. Uh, but I would be surprised not to see him at some point in the season. And as far as possibly uh, when you're looking at the, the Blue Jays going into Baltimore, maybe Baltimore can work out a deal where maybe they can get a couple of their players, maybe a couple of their pitchers. Like, hey, you got any of those pitchers kind of laying around? Maybe we can use some of those because Tommy Malone is starting opening day. Oh, my goodness. Poor Baltimore Orioles. So at least, you know, Baltimore fans might possibly in that area, you know, maybe from the outside of the, the ballpark, at least can see what baseball looks like again. If the Blue Jays get to play there a few times a year, that'd be fun. Yeah, Maryland obviously has to let them go in there. And, and that's still up in the air somewhat. But the Blue Jays basically have three days to get this figured out and play. <laughs> never. This is mad. Is this is this madness? Because this feels like madness to me, Craig. 
Um, it is, but you know, this is the kind of year that it is in baseball. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. They're playing. Well, why games. haven't Nobody they landed on it? Like, why haven't they just decided it's Buffalo? Like, why can't they just say it's going to be? Because like, the lights if, are if not strong enough. That's why. Yeah, the lights are not strong enough to broadcast a game. Okay, that's fair. So if the if the lights aren't strong enough to broadcast a game, and you knew Toronto was going to be a problem. How Major League Baseball got caught with their pants down on this one is beyond me. I don't understand how you didn't have a plan A, B, and C for the team that plays outside of the country and understand that that was going to be a priority. And you've had a fair amount of time to work this out. There's a lot of people that work in that MLB office, Craig. There's a lot of people that work for the the, the Toronto Blue Jays in the front office. I don't understand how we can get to literally opening day and one of the teams is unsure of where they're going to play their, quote, home games. Yeah, I, I at this point I am I am fully giving mulligans to all the leagues and all the teams. I don't think anybody has it figured out, and I think that that has been proven. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, they're all going based off CDC regulations, not knowing what is next. And so I couldn't disagree more. I mean, you have arguably the most popular rookie in the history of the NBA leaving the bubble three days before the preseason uh, is supposed to begin for them. You have the NFL two weeks away from training camp, and right now here in South Florida, the rookies for the Dolphins were not allowed to come to their own facility. And they've had months to figure that out too. So I, at this point, am just saying... Well, whatever but, happens, but Zion happens. Williamson's family issue, Craig, I think is something that popped up. But where but the, now the Blue Jays were playing games, play that was pretty much on the schedule. But now Zion can't come back and play for weeks. Everything is up in the air. That is the point that I'm trying to make. You can't. I, I can't be critical of anyone at this point because no one has the no one has the answers to anything. No one. That's okay. I'll be the bad cop here. It's fine. You be good cop, and that way you're allowed to still get us glorious MOB clips. And I'll be well, the guy that right? does the no, bad. Who's got it right? Who has it right? No, it's not about right or wrong. It's a matter of there's games, there's a schedule. When you come out with a schedule and you agree to play games, you had to know that the Canada thing was going to be an issue, and you had to have a plan in place to figure it out. And if you said it's going to be X, and all, X can't change their mind. If it's Pittsburgh and that was the, the fallback, how are they allowed to change their mind about it? That's the thing that I don't understand is uh, how can we get to a place there where there wasn't a plan B and C for the one thing that you knew was, I just think it's poor planning at the end of the day. It wasn't like it's a shock. Like Zion Williamson's thing, he made a decision. That is a totally different thing. Something happened. He made a decision to leave. He's going to you know, suffer the consequences, as will the team. But at the same point, when you have baseball happening and you make an agreement uh, a few weeks ago, you have to know at some point the Blue Jays, they're going to have to play somewhere and uh, they need a home. And you knew that the Canada thing was going to be an issue. I just think it's it's a kind of embarrassing that they haven't gotten it done by now. Not that it was not that it was crazy and it needed to, to get ironed out. But it's opening day, and it's not ironed out by opening no, day no, right they're, now. They're at day if they're going to add problem. more playoff teams to baseball. No one has anything figured out. No one. Baseball, right. well, basketball, let's something football, out they second. think they do. They think they do, but nobody does. I mean, that's, that's, that's just the reality of what we're going with here. And every day in this new world is like a, a month in the old world. And so... That's uh, you can't shock me with anything. No, n- not at this point. You wouldn't. You couldn't shock me if you told me that the NBA was not going to play the whole season tomorrow. And 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 I wouldn't be surprised. Don't I mean, I say wouldn't. such things. Don't say. So. Let's talk about. I, mean, Bobby I, I hope instead. not. But nothing. Honestly, nothing would surprise me at this point. But I'm I'm hopeful, and I'm hopeful that it all starts, and it looks like it starts tonight in our nation's capital. And let's take a look at the odds. The Yankees 
are about uh, a buck thirty favorite right now at Washington. Uh, Garrett Cole against Max Scherzer. These are two guys that can get very deep into a game, although we have no clue what's going to happen tonight in this one for sure. Uh, total is seven and a half runs. We've seen pitching be ahead of the hitting for sure. So if I had to lean anywhere, it would be on an under tonight. There's no doubt about that. But I would be nuts to think that I could try and predict this one. Um, the good news is that the Yankees got to Washington more or less without any issue. It was a different sort of travel plan for the Yankees. We'll hear from Aaron Boone a little bit later. Of course, they did not fly from New York to Washington. They ended up taking the train. And starting tonight for the New York Yankees will be the all-world Cy Young Award winner, Garrett Cole, who says essentially the club is ready to go after this long layoff. Um, well, I mean, the first thing that, you know, you think about it is obviously the mound presence, the mound demeanor, and and, and a lot of the characteristics that go with that are the durability, uh, the pitchability, and, um, you know, what we all like to call is the stuff. I think he's the ultimate competitor. Um, I think he's been a great ambassador to the game. He's been really influential uh, in the players' union. Um, I know he's been a great leader on our team, and he, and he represents the Washington Nationals well. Um and he's a true professional in the sense that he toes up the slab every time he gets the opportunity and he gives you whatever he's got that day um, for as deep and as long as he can give it to you. Yeah, bad job with a lead-in by me. That was Garrett Cole on uh, Max Scherzer. And Scherzer tonight, uh, Joe, makes another opening day start. I know that he's worked really hard this offseason to stay in shape. His last tune-up did not look good. But simply put, if you're going to have an opening night game in the midst of everything going on, I think this is the absolute perfect game to have. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It feels like a prize fight between these two. You got like two of the best, if not the best pitchers in the game going head to head. I like the under on the total as well. I could see both these guys going into the seventh inning here and passing it off to bullpens that, let's face it, are fresh right now. Right now. <laughs> we'll see at the end of the month how fresh they are. But uh, I, I think it's kind of a everyone's got a foregone conclusion that the Yankees are going to come out the, the W here. But I don't know. I think Max Scherzer's got a statement game in him here to start the year. So I actually really like Scherzer, especially on the DFS side. Uh, if you look on the FanDuel side, you're getting a discount here on uh, Scherzer, and I think he could match him. And if you're thinking maybe this is a no decision for both guys, then why not save some money and go with the Scherzer side of things? That's my personal take on this one, Craig. How about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, no strong opinion there, and I'm not playing on the DFS uh, side tonight. When they play more games, I'll I'll definitely dive back into that. But, uh, look, I would think Washington would be super pumped, too, to be playing at home and defending their World Series championship. But uh, from the players that I've spoken to in the last couple of days, the adrenaline is there on both sides, and so it'll be flying off the charts, no doubt, tonight. Uh, all right, the second game is Giants-Dodgers. And simply put, any game in sports that is on, I am interested in, although it would appear to be if the Giants were going to get their season started, this is the one place that you don't want to go, and that's what they're being forced into. I don't ever recall an opening day with a minus 300, but here we are. Dodgers are minus 315 on opening night, which is bonkers. Uh, it's a one-game scenario. You would think anything can happen, and, and certainly I would think it can. A uh, total of seven and a half. It's Johnny Cueto against Clayton Kershaw. I mean, there's only one side to take here, and it's the Giants. It's one game. They can't win one game, Joe. I mean, it's. I mean, how many times have we seen in the past opening day in April, some team starts off five and zero and they end up losing 115 games. So, I mean, I certainly wouldn't. 
I don't think that I would bet it, but I mean, I wouldn't even take the Dodgers minus a run and a run and a half. It would be Giants or nothing for me. You're telling me in one single game out of sixty that a team can't sniff out a plus three hundred? That's just I've never seen this before, and I've followed baseball uh, betting for. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and uh, that's why it's kind of a stay away for me because I don't think there's really money to be made on this game, unfortunately, tonight. Um, but I think the reason you're seeing such an incredibly, you know, a huge gap in this line is also because look, no Posey, Longoria, no Belt. I mean, the Giants were a team that was already kind of underwater, and now they're basically underneath underwater. So they're like in the volcanic base underneath the ocean right now in terms of trying to get guys out there. But on the DFS side of things today, you do have Wilmer Flores, who's very cheap, going against a lefty in Clayton Kershaw. So that's a nice lineup builder in there. And Max Muncy is priced really well tonight on FanDuel also. So I would definitely be looking at him. I think he's got a real chance to go yard tonight against Johnny Cueto. So he's my pick to click for home runs. But I just think this is unfortunately what we're going to see a lot of this year with the disparity between teams like the Dodgers and teams like the Giants. And the same thing goes true with the Orioles and Pirates and some of these times where they're going to play the Yankees. You're just going to see enormous lines there. For sure, no doubt. Um, you know, it's really interesting that, to me, when you look at two games and two games that you want marquee matchups, Joe, uh, I, I think that it's a great rivalry between the Giants and Dodgers. But essentially, I thought that we would only get one game on opening night. But the fact that we're getting two, I think that it's incredible that we'll have both games. Yeah, it is. And looking at Clayton Kershaw being the opening day starter for the the Dodgers, that's that's terrific news for them. Obviously, the look the Dodgers are hot right now. Mookie Betts is another guy too that the dude hits everybody, so he's always a good investment in DFS. Uh, even though you have to pay up for him tonight, uh, but let it not be forgotten too that you know Clayton Kershaw is not as dominant as he used to be. Yes, he did bounce back last year, but the dominant version of Clayton Kershaw, who looked more like Scherzer and Garrett Cole, I don't know if we're going to see that again. So what Craig's saying here is, yeah, anything can happen. It's one game. So so just take that into account when you're looking at these lines, because just because, you know, we're at the minus 300 plus mark here for the Dodgers doesn't make it always a lock because that's baseball and it's always some crazy things. And Johnny Cueto could pull a rabbit out of the hat tonight. You never know. I'll tell you this much. The total of runs, I think that's the one thing you can look at here. I think I might go over there on that one because I do think that the Dodgers are going to have a, a fair amount of runs to score here against Johnny Cueto tonight. What do you think about the seven and a half? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it, it could be more of a bullpen game. I could see that being a possibility. But uh, I, if, if there are 10 totals in Major League Baseball in, in a given day, and there are more than that, but if there are 10, I, I would just sort of blindly – go with a lot of unders to start the season. I, I From the at-bats that I've seen some of these guys taken, I am I am thinking that that's the way it's going to go. But certainly, uh, look, based on some of the poor pitching performances that we've seen also, uh, there could be a number that you just have to target the over with. And, and this one is just a pass for me completely. All right. As I mentioned, uh, Bob Euchre spoke with the media yesterday, and I want to, you guys to hear some of that. It's a fun conversation. We'll do that next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Greg Mish along with Joe Pizapia, and through the years we've had some really great and historical announcers in Major League Baseball. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them have since retired. Vin Scully a couple of years ago decided to hang it up, but would you believe that Bob Uber is back for his 50th season calling baseball games with the Milwaukee Brewers? He spoke to the media yesterday and discussed some of the different things that he's going to be going through in this shortened 60-game season. You know, you guys are down there every day, too. I mean, a big part of my day is coming to the clubhouse and and hanging around with the guys. And, and you know, I did, I did play a little bit. And for all those years that, that I was here throwing batting practice every day, whether it be here or on the road, I did that for about 25 years or 30 years where I threw BP every day. So I was, I was with them almost on a daily basis. And that's the, that's the part that I miss. You know, I can't go in the clubhouse. Um, it brings back such great memories of teams that I was playing on telling me the same thing, but somehow I worked my way around it. Um, or on the taxi squad. That was if there wasn't enough plane room on the airplane for me uh, that's where my taxi squad came came into being, um, but nah, you, you're you're right. I mean, to be around the players, the training staff, uh, the front office staff, who we were around, you know, pretty much on a daily basis. Um, not to be able to do that, that's that's what's really kind of tough. Different year for sure, Joe, uh, for Bob Uecker and for all of Major League Baseball. But certainly uh, it's great to at least be able to hear his voice and see him back in the booth. I have six words for you. Bob Uecker is a national treasure. So happy to have his voice in baseball back again. Yeah, and he was in some of really the funny movies in baseball of, uh, of all time, too. Major League, of course, Major League Two. A lot of people thought, Joe, those appearances that he made many years ago on Johnny Carson were pretty legendary. Yeah, as were the Hall of Fame speech, a classic. Yep. All right, we will uh, be back with more fantasy sports today right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.